You are now listening to The Shyest Podcast, when millions of opinions just aren't enough. games on Thursday and no games on Saturday. It's time for the Week 17 Pick'em Show. Alright, we're back. It's 2022. Happy Wait. New Year. Happy New Year. I hope everybody had a safe, enjoyable productive, loving, and very happy New Year's Eve celebration. There's no Thursday game to talk about. There are no games on Saturday, as it's populated by the college football bowl game system. And so we're down to old school Sunday, Monday night football, and that's all there is to it. Uh, we squared off head-to-head, or we're going to. We both <laughs> lost our semifinal matchups in close games. Uh, both of us, I mean, I think I ended up losing by 13, but a couple of uh, ill-advised roster decisions would have made it a little bit closer. I think ultimately I still lose... Uh, without Jonathan Taylor scoring a touchdown for me, that kind of uh, iced my fate there. And uh, you almost came back with a Dallas defensive showing (laughs) in that final game of the week for you. Almost. And then they gave up kind of a late garbage time touchdown with nobody on the field. They pulled Gallup and Pollard late in the game because they were just crushing by so much. And, uh, yeah, he ended up losing by, like, what, four? Three uh, three or something. something. Yeah. yeah. You got as close as a point and a half with that Dallas defense. And then, really, they needed, you know, 15 total yards between Gallup and Pollard or a sack, a three and out, a turnover, anything, and it would have gotten you the win. So now we're both eliminated, but we're still alive in the third place game, and we have to play each other for the third time this season. <laughs> So it's about as big of a rivalry in fantasy football as rivalries get. Uh, we're both still dealing with a lot of COVID issues on our team, so it'll be interesting to see. But there is some money on the line, so we have something to play for. Other than that, it was kind of a nice uh, nice moment to finally like let my guard down on fantasy football. But I completely forgot about the waivers on Tuesday night. Thursday, a couple days later, realized that I didn't put in any waiver claims. Uh, So I completely lost track of time once I was uh, out of the championship race. There weren't much. There wasn't. Somehow I got Huntley back. Yeah. You got who? Huntley. Huntley. He was still out there. Had you dropped him? Well, yeah, I dropped him because I needed to make room that week to, to screw myself over. Yeah, there were only a couple moves made, and there weren't 
many moves to make with it being slim pickings right now. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so we're going to get straight into the pick'em portion of the show. Thank you for listening to our three, four loyal listeners. We've got some more now. Mm. Yeah, I've seen a couple more here and there. All right. It's trending upward in 2022. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. So, all right, what's the first game on deck? Falcons at Bills. All right, we got the Bills at home against the Falcons. It's going to be cold. It's not going to be Falcons weather. And it's the Falcons. It is the Falcons. They've done pretty well. The game is important to them. Uh, so the Bills just can't take them lightly. I think the Bills are favored by 14 and a half, 14 in that game. And realistically, their offense is better. Their defense is better. Their special teams is better. Uh, they're better everywhere. They just have to actually, you know, go out there and execute. Hopefully nobody gets hurt in that game, uh, but the Bills should win comfortably. You know, 14 and a half is still a lot, especially against a team that is trying desperately to get to 8-8 eight and eight and keep their playoff chances alive in Atlanta. And they've done a nice job of, like, beating some teams that, you know, were kind of in the similar, like, mid-ranks to them. So... I imagine it'll probably be slightly competitive for a while, but once the I think the Bills can take away Pitts and Patterson, and then I don't know what Atlanta really has left to beat them with. So, Bills by a billion. Probably cover 14 in that game. That's a game where there's no real good money available on it, if you're looking at the spreads. Uh, so, if that's what you're in it for, you could probably just steer clear of that one. They, uh, yeah, 14 and a half with an over-under of 44. So I'll take the over, and I'll take Bills to cover, but they're minus 1,000 to win, so bet 1,000 to win 100. That's, uh, bet 100 to win 10. Yeah. All right, what's next? Giants at Bears. That should be a fun one. I, I still don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for the Giants this week. I think Daniel Jones is just done. For the year? Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, they're not competing for anything, so there's no point in really, like, trotting Daniel Jones out there to die or further his neck injury or whatever it is that's keeping him out. Um, but both teams are similarly stuck being bad this year. Uh, looks like it'll be Glennon or Fromm starting at quarterback, but it looks like Slayton's out, Tony's out, Ross is out. Colin Johnson's out, so they don't really have any receivers. Uh, could be missing some pieces along the O-line. And if you're going to just go with like the most dynamic playmaker on the field, that's going to be Justin Fields for Chicago. So I can't, I can't rationalize the Giants winning this game other than their defense may kind of keep them in it longer than they normally would against a, a better team. Fields is still questionable, but even then, like Andy Dalton and Foles are better quarterback options. Foles just beat Seattle in Seattle in the snow last week. You still got David Montgomery, uh, Robinson, Mooney, Goodwin, Godwin. Nope, Goodwin. All healthy. So the only question is, like, is the Bears defense going to shut down the Giants offense? Uh, the answer is most likely yes there. Bears minus six. I don't know. The Bears don't score that much, but they did score 24. Five against a pretty solid Seattle group. 
Uh, yeah, I like the Bears by six on that one. Just because I, I don't see how the Giants are going to continually like move the ball. They may score early, but you know you don't have your starting quarterback. You're missing a bunch of receivers. Bears defense is still pretty good. Uh, and what's the difference between what they're each fighting for, if anything? Uh, I mean, they're both in the same boat. One team is uh, four and eleven. The other one's five and ten. I think so. Not yeah, the, much. Yeah, the Bears are five and ten. I mean, both of these teams are going to have reasonably good draft picks. Uh, so they're not fighting for anything other than to figure out what's on deck for next season. And with the Giants, like, they're so injured that you're not really looking at, like, oh, Jake Fromm or uh, Mike Glennon is going to be our starter next season at quarterback. You know, you're not even evaluating talent so much anymore at the, the top level. You're maybe looking for some guys, some uh, cap casualty type of guys that you can get rid of. Well, the Bears, like, they're looking at fields like, well, how's he going to look next season if he's our starter? Mm. So the Bears the Bears have more to play for in terms of, like, the future. The, the Giants are still shaky. I think the Bears are pretty decided that, like, this is going to be our guy. We already have our running back in place. We have our receivers in place. We have a good defense. So now it's just about getting Justin Fields, like, as ready as possible for next season. So probably the Bears. What's next? <laughs> Uh, Chiefs at Bengals. Oh, that's a good one. It's one of the few, like, actually really good games this week. There's a handful, but it's got nice, juicy playoff implications. And I'm inclined to pull for the Bengals to win because it would help the Bills more, but it also helps the Titans. Not that Tennessee's a scary place to, like, go into and play, but... If you're the Bills, you'd rather try to make, like, Kansas City go to Buffalo this time rather than vice versa. So you got a 9-6 and six Bengals team against a 11-4 and four Chiefs team. Chiefs have been playing really well. They got away with one against the Chargers, but other than that, like, they've still kept their, I want to say, 8-game win streak alive. So they're still streaking. They're playing well at the right time. You've got to... You gotta imagine they're gonna lose one sooner or later, though. And of all the games where you know they could be in a tough game, this is one of them. You got uh, a Bengals team that just eviscerated a Ravens defense. Uh, they can run the ball, they can throw the ball. So can the Chiefs. So it's gonna come down to like whose defense is really better in this game, uh, who's better at home, and I. You know, the Bengals are okay at home. I don't think they're uh, dominant, but they did just win at home in dominant fashion against the Ravens. Both teams are 8-7 and seven against the spread, so if you're betting on either team to cover that four points, you're probably in the same boat either way. Uh, Over-under of 51, so basically anticipated to be a shootout. I don't know. I'm looking at the Bengals as plus 175 underdogs in this game, and... I think that's reasonably good money odds-wise. Like, of all the games that the Chiefs have played where they're going to run into a team that does similar offensive output to themselves, like a team that they're going to have to keep pace with and maybe even struggle to stop defensively, the Bengals are that team. The Bengals are also, however, still very young. Uh, 
so it's tough to say that they're ready for this game. And after they beat the Ravens last time, convincingly, is when the Bengals basically like fell apart during the season. I think they beat the Ravens. They got to five and two. They were on top of the division. They were on top of the AFC. And, you know, they were just they weren't ready for that moment. They weren't ready to be the top dog in the conference at that point. And so now they get a nut. They're faced with another opportunity just like that, where they're coming off a dominant win over the Ravens. They've secured first place for now in their division. And now they get to play a real top dog. They get to play a real established AFC, you know, championship contender. And, you know, the Chiefs are definitely going to be playing for their home field advantage. If the Bengals win and get to 10 and 6 and drop the Chiefs to 11 and 5, Hey, the number one seed is available for the available for the Bengals too. So it's a huge game. Four points seems like a lot to favor the Chiefs on the road here. Uh, I can understand why the Chiefs would be favored in general, um, but if you look at like points per game, these teams score pretty close to the same. Uh, if you look at points allowed per game, it's pretty much the same. Although the Chiefs are slightly better at both they score a little bit more they give up a little bit less they they put up more yardage through the air they put up a little more uh, yardage on the ground and uh overall as a defense the Chiefs defense actually gives up slightly more yardage uh, and the Bengals have a better run defense so if the Bengals can find a way to take away the run game and just put some pressure on Mahomes and find a way to not get killed by Kelsey and Hill then They'll have a chance, but this is a game I'm really looking forward to watching this weekend, especially as a Bills fan. It's like these are two of the teams that are likely to be on the playoff road at some point. Um, and I would like to see the Chiefs lose. I don't want that to cloud my judgment and pick the Bengals for that reason. But uh, in looking at the games in terms of like good underdog money that's available, the Bengals at plus 175, I think is fairly good underdog money uh i could see the chiefs winning a close one on the road i could also see the Bengals maybe just taking them by surprise and kicking their ass and ending their winning streak i don't know let me take a quick peek at the death chart and i will tell you oh edward solera is out so but that's about it daryl williams should be ready to go um so Healthier team advantage goes to eh, nobody. They're both uh, in about as good a shape as you could have asked for, but Trey Waynes is out at cornerback, and Cam Sample's out on the D-line for the Bengals, but it's going to be fun. I don't know. My gut says Bengals are a nice underdog pick. What's next? Uh, Dolphins at Titans. Another good one. It's time to find out if the Dolphins are in fact for real. Because during their win streak, their only good win is the Ravens. But it was a good win. I think it was 22-10. They completely shut down a solid Ravens team at that point. And the Ravens haven't been the same since then. So I think the Dolphins like figured them out, showed the rest of the league how to figure them out, and they've been struggling ever since. But that said, I think in the Dolphins' like seven-game win streak, which is super impressive, they've only got really one win against a good team like they almost got beat by the Jets twice I think uh they were in there in some some awkward games I think uh 
No, they. I think they lost to the Falcons. That was still during their seven-game losing skid on the front end of things. But they fought their way back. They're eight and seven now. So they beat a bad Texans team. Then they beat uh, the Ravens convincingly uh, at home in Miami. Uh, but still, a Thursday night game that they weren't supposed to win. But then, you know, they're in a battle where they beat the Jets by one score. They beat a bad Panthers team. Beat a reasonably, you know, mediocre Giants team. And then struggle with the Jets again at 31-24. and 24. Uh, So they still only win by a touchdown in a game that they were losing to the Jets, too. And then they beat a Saints team that basically had nobody but Alvin Kamara in that game. So it's tough to tell what exactly to make of the Dolphins as a whole. And with A.J. Brown coming back, uh, with Derrick Henry's return kind of like on the horizon here for them. He's not back yet, but... Are they expecting him? Well, the whole thing was the thing was that like he was supposed to potentially be able to come back for the playoffs. Mm. And so sitting at 10 and five they're they're basically in the playoffs at this point. Uh, They could still theoretically lose the division if they lose out and uh, the Colts win out. But that's probably unlikely. And I think just based on who the Dolphins are identity wise, like. They're a young team that's built on speed and athleticism. And that's great against teams that can't answer that. The Titans are a team that's predicated on power. And I don't know if the Dolphins can line up for a whole game against the Titans and just match power with power. So I'm going to have to side with the Titans until further notice. Julio is back out again. So if, yeah, if you can just double team Brown and slow down the running game a little bit, the Titans aren't that good. But they've gotten a lot more out of their defense than, you know, you could have probably hoped for the way their season started. So the Dolphins are going to have a shot in this game. Uh, Let me take a look at that the odds line though for this game it is yeah dolphins plus 150 is not that bad on the road eight six and one against the spread is not terrible uh so they cover more often than not it's just still it's asking a lot tennessee i think is six and two at home after this last week against uh, the 49ers so they're better at home than they are on the road. The Dolphins are not a great road team at three and four. Yeah, I have to side with Tennessee here. But the the Dolphins are some, some decent uh decent live underdog money. But at a, a three and a half spread, it's tough, you know, to pick them to cover because that's just an awkward spread. They could get completely shut down. Tennessee's defense likes to pressure. They've given a lot of teams pressure with that. Or they've got given a lot of teams problems with that pressure. I'm still sleepy. I'm stumbling over all my words. Maybe <laughs> I did need that nap after all. Okay, what's There's next? still time. Uh, Raiders next. at Colts. Raiders, Colts. That's a good one, too. This is the, f- the first game on the list that I started building out. And you got... Uh, a, a desperate Raiders team that is eight and seven that needs to win badly against a Colts team that got some good news in Carson Wentz c- 
coming back for this game. So, you know, it's not the best situation for the Raiders, but I'm looking at the spread as eight points. Like, really? Like, the Raiders have been playing in close games. They need this game badly. I think they may even get Waller back for this one. Although he's still, nope, still listed as out for now. So it's tough. It's tough for them to keep pace against a good offense. But if the offensive line injuries are still nagging for the Colts and they can't run the ball as effectively as they wanted to, uh, the, the Raiders will have a reasonable shot in this game. If they have their offensive line ready to go uh, and Jonathan Taylor you know, does what he's supposed to do in a game like this, they they win. But when Carson Wentz was listed as out, I was thinking, you know, they're 9-6. and six. If they lose and then they come back and win the following week, they're probably still in the playoffs. Maybe it's just a throwaway game for them if Carson Wentz doesn't play. If Carson Wentz in the game, it definitely helps the Colts' chances. But I still think 8's a lot. The Raiders are not going to... Like, if, if the game becomes that kind of a game, the Raiders are done. So, the Raiders have a better defense than they typically do. And they can cause some uh, issues with the passing game. So, I think the Raiders will hang in there. They'll keep it close. I don't think they lose by eight. But, if the Colts just show up and do what they normally do, they should end up winning that game. So... All right, next. Jags at Patriots. Well, this is a game where I'm definitely pulling for the Jags, despite not thinking that they're going to win. Because, screw the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots are favored by 16 and a half, so that tells you a lot. <laughs> uh, but I would just find it hilarious if they lost this game and then lost to Miami, and then they're not in the playoffs. But they can clinch a playoff spot, I think, with a win. So... Against a bad Jags team, they should do it. Uh, I think James Robinson was actually lost from the Jags too, right? Didn't he tear his Achilles or something last week? Uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? I think he's out for yeah. this season. Uh, so if he's done, the Jags are in deep doo-doo. They may be honestly better served just losing... You know, go out there, go through the motions, evaluate some talent, uh, and try to figure it out. Oh, my goodness. Are they having a COVID outbreak or something? Because right now they have, let's see. Jags? Yeah. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, uh, 16, 17 guys listed as out as of saturday morning due to covid i don't know i just see that many guys listed as out and that's typically a covid thing yeah so yeah they're not winning this game with those guys out uh all right so patriots probably win and you know they're probably gonna cover too because <laughs> what's it, the point of having this game played eh, i don't know you gotta go through the motions that's why they play the games every good team has lost to a bad team more or less this season so you gotta at least let them play the game. So, all right, that means uh, the Pats will probably win that game. Probably do it comfortably. 
if they just uh, run the ball like they're supposed to and, you know, Mac Jones just doesn't really screw anything up, they'll be in good shape. And 16 and a half actually seems like kind of a small spread now. <laughs> Even with uh, Jacoby Myers, Harris, and Nelson Aguilar possibly not playing, uh, they should probably win that game by 16. Yeah, that's an ugly one. I would stay away. If you're planning on betting that game, just don't. Take a prop bet on something. Like over under passing yards for Mac Jones. Okay, what's <laughs> next? Um, Bucks at the Jets. Well, that's a game that the Bucks are supposed to win for sure. It's another one where there's a ginormous spread. They're 13-point favorites against the Jets. What does that tell you? That they're only favored by 13, but the Patriots are favored by 16 and a half over the Jags. Hmm. I'd say the quality of the Bucks is definitely higher than the quality of the Patriots right now. Not by a ton, not by a ton but then the Jets and the Jags are kind of in the same boat. So, 13, I mean, you're going to have an angry defense playing against a rookie quarterback. Bucks trying to win out to get home field if possible. 13 is still a lot in the NFL, but they should. They they typically beat bad teams by a lot. I think they just beat Carolina, what, 33-6 to six or something last week? Yeah, I would say the Bucks probably covered 13 in that game, even though it's in New York. Sorry, New Jersey. <laughs> Everything's legal in New Jersey. <laughs> but the weather won't be a, an issue for Brady. No. But I'm just saying, if the if the weather's bad overall, oh, I mean, in general, end up being that high scoring of a game. Uh, I don't have. You know what? I'll just pull up whatever I can on the weather report right now. Since we're here, you're gonna have to bear with me through some clicks. I can't memorize all this stuff beforehand. The I'm weather surprised. report you says do, game time weather 54 degrees, so cold but temperate considering. I mean, it's 54 degrees in LA right now. It's been in the 30s and 40s in LA. What's happening? Yeah. So So they're fine in 54. Exactly. So <laughs> Bucks by 13. All right, what's next? Uh Eagles at Washington. NFC East showdown game. Washington's out of it at this point, you know. They they got hit hard by COVID. It kind of screwed everything up for them, but at six and nine with two games left, if they get to eight and nine, I still don't think they're in. So their season's kind of just over. Uh, the Eagles can clinch though with a win, so that's going to be the motivating factor for them. Sanders is out now with the broken hand. It looks like Washington is without two guys on the O line. No Gibson. So they're not even going to be able to play the kind of football that they want to play. It's going to be on Heineke and Scary Terry to put up big numbers. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a great situation for Washington. Uh, I don't remember what happened when the Eagles played them the first time, but I think the Eagles beat them. Uh, it was semi-recent, wasn't it? Yes, they lost to the Eagles by 10 in the first round of our fantasy playoffs, and I had big games from Goddard and Sanders in that game. So I expect the Eagles to be able to win this game. Uh, the spread is three. I'd say, yeah, they can probably win it by three. Sorry, Washington. 
rumor has it they're gonna be the commanders next season what yeah i don't know that's There's, terrible yeah what, what are you gonna call washington for the washington cherry blossoms <laughs> no cherry trees uh washington the presidents the sentinels the senate senators sentinels they're all bad names yeah, exactly. That's why the basketball team is the Wizards, because they're just like, we don't even know. So let's just go with something with a W name. All right. <laughs> I'm serious. I know. I believe you. We're the Wiz. And nobody beats me. Uh, okay. So, Eagles. What's next? Uh, Rams at Ravens. Well, the Ravens need it in a big way. The Rams are in first in the division. They are a playoff team at this point. It may be that time of the season where they want to rest up a little bit. I mean, they have the tiebreaker against the Bucks, but not the Packers. Uh, so them getting home field, they're, yeah, they're maybe like third in line, maybe second, depending on how it shakes out, but... I would say with the way that the Ravens' defense is kind of beat up and what we saw Cincinnati do to them, it's not a great situation for Baltimore to go into this game. Uh, Lamar is still questionable. Looks like Hollywood Brown and Devin DuVernay are both questionable as well. Ben Powers is out on the O-line. Uh, Anthony Everett is out in the secondary. He got carted off in the last game. So they're already thin secondary. is even thinner than it was before. But the Ravens have pride. <clears throat> they're not going to quit on the season knowing that the playoffs are still in front of them. So they're going to give the Rams a game. It's in Baltimore. So there is, you know, some hope for them. They're 5-2 and two at home. The Rams are 6-2 and two on the road. But, you know, if you can get to Stafford early and just get him a little shaken, you know, you got to... Wink Martindale is going to have to just, like, blitz his socks off. Just blitz, blitz, blitz. If you get beat by the blitz, you know, so be it. You're going to get beat anyway. But make, make Stafford not want to be there, and then maybe you got a chance. But the spread in this game is... Three and a half for the Rams. It seems like if the Rams are going to win, they're going to win by more than three and a half. So if you feel like taking money on the Rams, that's probably a good way to go. But at 11 and four, this could be kind of a throwaway game for them with Dallas also at 11 and four, the Packers at 12 and three, the Bucks at 11 and four. You know, there's they're still technically alive for the number one seed, but they should just focus on winning the division. I don't know. You just never know. The Ravens are super desperate, so it's going to, can Tyler Huntley against, you know, Aaron Donald in that defensive front give the Ravens enough juice? Uh, but I would have to side with the Rams. Next. Can I get a bunch of Tucker field goals, though? Yeah, he might. He might kick a bunch of field goals in that game. <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah, he'll, Bron get, he'll get some. <laughs> Hopefully. Broncos at Chargers. Another important game, AFC West game. Broncos playing for their potential playoff lives. Chargers playing for it too. After messing around with the Chiefs, they got beat by the Texans. The 
back-to-back losses falls uh, fell them to eight and seven, and there's no guarantees at eight and seven. You know, you got the Raiders at eight and seven, the Colts at nine and six, the Ravens also at eight and seven, the Dolphins at eight and seven, the Pats at nine and six. So, Chargers are uh, they're. They're desperate. They're going to need to win this game. They've already been beaten by the Broncos once this season because the Broncos have the better defense. But you don't have Teddy Bridgewater in the game this time. You're playing in L.A. where the Chargers have lost back-to-back games to fall to 4-4. Four and four, So they're not exactly a lock uh, at all. And I think the thing that really is, you know, the problem for the Chargers is their defense is horrible. They gave, they've given up 411 points, which... Just quickly glancing at all the teams really quick here in the standings. Uh, that's the most. Nope, sorry. Second most to the Jets who've given up 449. For the whole season? Yes. So the Chargers have given up the second most points in football. They're, the only reason they're 8-7 and seven is because they've scored 408 points to their 411, but that's still minus three point differential. So... It's going to be all on their defense to try and slow down Denver's offense. Denver uh, has two really good running backs. Chargers' run defense is not great, and their pass defense hasn't been great either. Uh, I don't know. feels like the wheels are falling off for the Chargers. It's like the fact that they're a young team with a rookie head coach is kind of just snake bit them here. You know, they, they can definitely beat the Broncos. They've already played them. They lost to Denver in Denver last season as well when they were arguably the better team then too. So uh, this is a weird one. I would have to take Justin Herbert's side with him over uh, Drew Locke, but you never know. If, if their defense can't stop Denver and can't get them off the field, if Denver can do what they did to him last time and just pace him with the run game, and as long as Locke doesn't make the, the critical error... Uh, Denver's going to have a chance to win that game. So it's crazy to think that the Chargers, you know, had been built on defense for so long with Phillip Rivers. Uh, It was a a good defense supported by a good offense. And now it's like, well, now our offense has to be good because our defense can't stop anybody from scoring. That's tough. I, I have to favor the Chargers here, but... Every time I've thought the Chargers were, like, really good, they've come crashing back down to earth. So now that I think they're not so good, is there time to rise and <laughs> to get that important win that can help them get into the playoffs? I'll take the Chargers at home, much to my chagrin. What's next? Uh, Texans at 49ers. Well, that's a game that the Niners should win to get to 9-7, and seven, but as we saw last week, the Texans are not to be trifled with. If you mess around with them, you know, you what's the saying? You mess with the bull, you get the horns? Something like that. Yeah. Well, look at the Texans logo. That thing's got horns on it. And, you know, the fact that they went into L.A. and won, it says a lot still. The Chargers are still technically the better team. But the Texans are pesky. Uh, Davis Mills has been a pretty solid rookie quarterback, uh, despite maybe like not being exceptional. He's been pretty good, uh, and they've kind of just like stripped away all of their nonsense because 
they don't really have uh they don't have much to go on so it's like you got no david johnson you got no amadola you got no chris moore got no deshaun watson so you can only do what's in front of you and the defense has been playing better and better uh rex burkhead's been playing well brandon cook's still playing well nico collins has stepped up i still think the niners win but there's a formula where the niners don't necessarily cover the 12 and a half in this game, you got Jimmy G out with the thumb injury. So that means uh, you're going to have a rookie and Trey Lance starting. And while he's got potential, you know, he doesn't have experience. So I would probably take the Texans to cover 12 and a half here. And, you know, if things went really bad and Trey Lance is not playing well at all and he's getting confused by coverages, then there's a road for the Texans to win this game. You know, I wouldn't bet it. Unless I have some throwaway money, because they're plus 475 for a reason. But if you were to throw together like a weird underdog parlay and connect the Texans on one of those, you could potentially make some good money. But don't listen to me. I'll take the Niners. <laughs> All right, what's next? Cardinals at Cowboys. This was looking like it was going to be a better game. But all of a sudden, the Cardinals stink. They're, I don't know, three and four in their last seven. So that's not terrible. You know, they don't stink. But without DeAndre Hopkins, they struggle. Uh, is Connor still out? Yeah, well, he's questionable, but he's not practicing much. So they don't have a power run game anymore. I mean, I like Chase Edmonds. He's a good player. Uh... But I think Dallas is still fighting for that number one seed. They're going to try. The Cardinals need to win, though. Uh, I'm curious. Let me see the let me see the overall spread. It's I see it's five and a half, but that may have changed since I originally looked at it. Yep, it's gone up. Cowboys are favored by six now. So that's got to be concerning for the Cardinals that it's trending away from them. If anything, I would expect it to trend towards them as underdogs. Uh, yeah, it's ugly. Dallas, can you do it? You know, I've bet against Arizona the last couple weeks. Yeah, Arizona's missing a lot of defensive pieces. Three three defensive starters. Uh, missing an offensive line starter. Connor's questionable. Moore's questionable. And Kyler's struggling. So that Dallas defense has been problems. I'll take Dallas. They probably cover too if they play well. Uh, so yeah, Cowboys. Next. Uh, Panthers at Saints. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I mean, yeah, the Saints kind of they blew their chance of being in the playoffs uh, with that loss this past week. At seven and eight, I mean, even if they get to eight and eight, you know, the the NFC is almost completely locked up at this point. They'll technically be alive, I think, but excuse me. They're playing uh, for pride mostly. Uh, I have no idea who's going to start a quarterback for them. Uh, I don't know that Taysom Taysom Hill is uh, off of the COVID list yet. He looks like he's lined up to start. They're still missing Traquan Smith. Uh, they're out Ryan Ramchick. They could be out up to three offensive line starters, which is not great for them. 
But the Panthers, uh, the Saints still have the better defense than the Panthers, and the Panthers don't know who they want to play a quarterback either. So until further notice, the Saints are definitely uh, the better team. I have to go with the Saints. Hopefully Taysom Hill balls out if I decide to start him. <laughs> What's next? Uh, Lions at Seahawks. Oh, man. This is a game the Seahawks should win, but after blowing it to Chicago at home last week, I don't know that I'm... Who knows? Yeah, I don't know that I'm convinced the Seahawks win this game. They should. They definitely should. Uh... And especially after last week, like, they got to close out the season strong here. Try to get to seven. But speaking of teams with negative point differential, it's like, they've only given up 307 points, but they've only scored 306. So, despite their defense actually being pretty good down the stretch, uh, they don't score anymore. And even though they scored 24 last week, they still lost. Because the defense let them down. They blew a 10-point lead late in that game to lose on a two-point conversion. So, yeah, I mean, I see the Seahawks, but six and a half, no way. Not the way they're playing. And is Goff out or in? Oh, I don't know. But the Lions, have, they've hung tough, like, despite uh, whoever they've ended up playing. They hang in there because they want to win. So, good for the Lions. They like playing for their coach. Uh, I want to say it's Dan Campbell. I don't want to misspeak, but I think it is. Um... Let's see. Are the Lions missing Goff? He's doubtful. So if the Seahawks can't beat Tim Boyle, <laughs> then they've got That's major a problem. Issues. Yeah, well, they still have Reynolds, Raymond, uh, their tight end, Brock Wright, uh, their fullback, Jason Kabinda. They're missing Vitae at right guard. So it looks like they're still dealing with some COVID issues, too. I know Reynolds had it. Uh, so they're trying to get some guys cleared. You know, it's so tough because, like, all these guys are listed it out as out. And this could all change tomorrow morning if they pass their test. So, Seahawks. We'll say the Seahawks do it with defense and they cover six and a half. Ugh. I'm going to live to regret that one. <laughs> Seahawks cover. All right, what's next? Uh, Vikings at Packers. Well, the Packers should win, but they've lost to the Vikings once already this season, so and then there are no guarantees. And I'm sure everybody else in the NFC that's competing for that number one seed, uh, they're super hopeful that Minnesota can go in there and get this done. It's just, you know, do the Vikings have enough with Thielen's not going to be in there? No Cousins uh, either. Uh, is, what, is he COVIDed? He is COVID. He's got the vid. All right, so Sean Mannion, can you go into Green Bay and lead the Vikings with no Thielen uh, and missing, it looks like, three, four guys on defense? Can Sean Mannion lead this team to a win in Green Bay? No. <laughs> Packers cover. Packers cover, lock up the number one seed. Uh, that's what they want, you know. This is what Green Bay does. They play for the number one seed. So that any team that has to go through the playoffs has to come through Green Bay. And I'm pretty sure if they get to 12-3, and three, uh, that's a wrap. Because we're scared. Oh, no. Sorry. They're 12-3 and three right now. If they get to 13-3, and three, I don't know that they can lose it. 
because worst case scenario they go 13 and 4 and the other teams that have uh four losses also get to 13 and 4 but i think they hold the tie breaks so green bay likely takes care of business in that game what's next are we at the last one yet? Yep. Monday night? Monday night, Browns at Steelers. This is a good rivalry between two teams that hate each other and that both were kind of cut from the same cloth a few years ago, but this isn't the same Steelers team. This is not a Steelers power run team. Their defense isn't good. They have moments, but statistically, their defense gets chewed up over and over again. They've got a minus 70 point differential because their defense just gets gashed by some good offenses here and there. And now Cleveland, uh, they score more points. They give up fewer points. But, you know, they're still uh, limited by Mr. Mayfield throwing interceptions at the end of football games. And even in the last one against the Packers, it's like he led them back and then uh, he had gotten intercepted. Uh, on the last play but i think he had three picks up until that point so it's not like he was playing well uh heading into that final drive so it's like how are you going to give a guy with the benefit of the doubt in that situation and i see that this is pretty close to a 50 50 game steelers are underdogs at home by three and a half which is surprising uh but they must have some more personnel issues than I realized. Well, Wormley's out, Bush is out, Schobert's out at linebacker. And that's about it. They should have Watt, Carlos Davis, Bugs, Cameron Hayward. Uh, so their defense should be decent, but with not yeah, without having your two starting linebackers on a run defense that's already pretty bad. It's not a great formula coming in against a Cleveland team that loves to run the football and that has one of the best offensive lines in football and has two of the best uh, running backs in the league. Kareem Hunt's still questionable, but looks like they got all their O-line starters and they're missing a couple guys in the secondary, but the Steelers aren't necessarily able to take advantage of that either. Still weird to see the Steelers as underdogs at home. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. And isn't this Ben's last game? No, they got two more. And they're 5-2-1 and one at home. Cleveland's 2-5 and five on the road. So nothing about this matchup says that they should be favored in this game necessarily. Uh, what happened when they played each other the first time? They lost 15-10 to the Steelers. And I think, I don't know. Baker Mayfield's getting death threats now. Why? Because he sucks. That's why he's getting death threats, though? That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, because he doesn't suck that bad. I mean, he still continues to lose games with turnovers. They've lost a bunch of games this season because of his turnovers. Uh, and I think sucks is even maybe a strong word. Sorry, Baker. I don't think that warrants death threats, though. No, it doesn't warrant death threats at all. I feel bad for him and his wife and his maybe potential children. I don't know if he has any. But I feel bad saying he sucks now. <laughs> He just, he hasn't seemed to improve. He came in and, like, the guy that he was in year one is the guy that he is now. Like, he's he's plateaued. And he, he hasn't gotten better. He does too many commercials. 
Uh, yeah, and if that's I, if that's what Cleveland wants out of their quarterback, is that guy that's going to make uh, insurance commercials or whatever the hell they are, and they want a guy that's going to be like a, a celebrity player for them, then you know he's the guy. But the Browns are in a position where, you know, they have to either extend him or re-sign him, and uh, forty million, like there's no way you can pay Baker Mayfield forty million dollars. But I would agree. Baker, I know you like doing commercials and you like all that shit, but <laughs> you're like, you don't deserve the death threats, but you got to focus on football a little bit more. You probably filmed all those commercials in the offseason anyway, and they're just finally putting them all out now. So it's not like you're even wasting your time doing that. But the guy that needs to lead the Browns can't be worried about being a celebrity. And I'm sorry that I said you suck. You don't <laughs> suck. You've just been surpassed by the game and some other players in your same draft class. Who who's another one in his in his year draft year? Josh Allen. Oh. Lamar Jackson. Oh, interesting. Uh, there's one other guy from that draft class that I can't think. Oh, Sam Darnold. I think he was the other big one. There was there was maybe a fifth guy too. I think there was five of them that were all like very highly touted. Can't remember though. Obviously. Maybe not doing that well. That's interesting. I thought he was older than, like, had been playing longer than them. Baker? Yeah, it seems that way, right? But no. The The problem is, that's what I'm saying. He, in his yeah, first year, he was as good as he is right now. And he hasn't gotten better. His first year might actually be his best statistical year. So he's kind of just like, he brought in what he did at college. And he stayed there. And Josh Allen gradually got better. Lamar Jackson got better. Sam Darnold, the jury's still out on that one. <laughs> but yeah, it's not like Baker sucks. I think if you line up all four of their, uh, if you look at their total for four years, I think he's statistically the best of them. But there's just been, there hasn't been any growth. Like they lose to, to uh, sorry, Kansas City in the playoffs last year on him throwing a late game interception where they were rallying. Mahomes is injured in that game. So of all the games where they can win, that's it. Mahomes gets hurt. He throws a pick at the end of the game. Uh, they lose. They're eliminated from the playoffs. They start the season a little, like, rocky, but they get Kansas City, I think, in, like, the first or second game of the season. They're beating Kansas City in Kansas City. Game on the line late after Kansas City gets back in it. What happens? Baker Mayfield interception. Uh, Green Bay, Baker Mayfield interception. Uh, he's done it a couple times in some other games this year too. Um, so it's, it's just what happens and it sucks that, you know, that's the way it goes, but that's the way it goes. And there's been some games where he didn't throw the, uh, the pick, but they turn the ball over here, uh, against Baltimore in a close loss to Baltimore. They turn the ball over on downs late in the game. So it's like, the thing is, like, if Cleveland is behind in the fourth quarter, they're not winning. And that's something that, like, you can't have at the quarterback position in this league. You have to have a guy who's going to be able to give your team a chance to win. And so I'm sorry, Baker, but something's got to change in Cleveland, and everything's pointing at you. You don't deserve the death threats, though. That's some bogus shit, especially from your own fans. So I'm sorry that that's the case. 
get out of Cleveland and go play somewhere else. Don't make commercials. Just start over someplace that's got less pressure. Like uh, Atlanta. Matt Ryan's 37. He's not going to be there forever. They're starting to put a good young team together around him. Uh, in terms of contract-wise, you could probably sign a deal that's close to what Matt Ryan's making right now. Uh, you know, you'll get to start over with a second-year coach. I think that would be a good fit, you know, but I don't know if Matt Ryan's going to want to retire after this season or if he's going to even want to move on after having, like, a pretty decent uh, kind of mid-level season expectations-wise. So, like, where else? Can you go to Houston? Maybe. Depends on what Houston wants to do, but they got Davis Mills, so... Can you go to Jacksonville? No. Can you go to Denver? Eh, maybe. They don't seem to know what they want to do at quarterback. But they're going to make a play for Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. So until that's settled, probably not Denver. Miami's going to say no. The Jets are going to say no. Uh, the Giants? Yeah, you could maybe play for the Giants, but that's a big media market. They're going to want you to be a star. I don't know. Daniel Jones doesn't make commercials. I've never seen a Daniel Jones commercial in my life. <laughs> And he's the starting quarterback of the New York Giants. So maybe you could get away with being in a big media market there. Washington is going to figure something out, but they seem to like Heineke. I don't know that Fitzpatrick at 37 is the answer either. Injured. Bears, no. Uh, Lions, no. They're in. They're all in on Goff. Saints, no, nah, probably not. Carolina, eh, maybe. Go take Cam Newton's job which is now Sam Darnold's job, so I don't know if you want to do that either. Uh, I don't know. Seahawks might need a quarterback after this season, too. <laughs> do you want to go play in Seattle, Baker? I don't think you're going to be met with a warm reception there, but I don't know. That's why looking at the teams that are available and like where he could end up, it's yeah, it's like Denver or Atlanta, or he re-signs a, a mid-level deal with Cleveland while they try to restructure everything else around him. But there's, there's no way you can pay him top dollar quarterback money. So his agent's going to have to tell him, like, look, bro, you're not going to get $40 million. And if you get $40 million, Cleveland will never win anything. But is I could, he, uh, What? Is he going for $40 million right now? I mean, that's kind of like the new floor that was set for, like, ace starting quarterbacks. Mm. So it's like Aaron Rodgers is making in that neighborhood, Deshaun Watson, Dak, uh... Mahomes, Allen, but I think both Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield are coming up on like basically renewals. And you saw that Buffalo moved quickly. They're like, we're not waiting until next year. We're going to sign him now because we know that the salary cap is going to go back up. So let's make sure that we get Allen a deal now because by the time the next season rolls around, it'll be a bargain and we'll have more cap room to work with next year too. But, you, but, Buffalo stock is going in the direction that they want it to. So they're willing to take that chance now. You have Cleveland and Baltimore that are like, well, we still don't know. Lamar Jackson's been hurt this year. And their record's 8-7. and seven. So if they don't miss the playoffs, like, are you going to give Lamar Jackson $40 million? I don't know. They may let him go. And just start from scratch. Huntley's shown that he's pretty good. You could get him for way cheaper. You could rebuild the defense, rebuild the offense, and maybe be legitimately competitive with Huntley. Or maybe Lamar Jackson goes and plays for Cleveland. Maybe they pay him the $40 million. That'd be cool. Swap teams, guys. Let's see what happens. That would be crazy. Yeah. Sign a one-year deal. Lamar, you go to Cleveland, which I'm sure you don't want to do, but you'll have two really good running backs. 
Uh, you'll have a good defense. You'll have to make it work. You'll have three tight ends, though. Three really good tight ends. So you can maybe make that work. Uh, and then Baker gets a fresh start. They get to they get to stay in the same division. They don't even have to move that far. It's never gonna happen. No, but that would be crazy. Talk about fantasy football <laughs> and speculations. I know. All right. So, what do you need fantasy wise to beat me this week? Um, don't to me. I need everything. We'll speak it into existence then. I mean, I'm not trying to be negative but last week i shouldn't have given up as quickly as i did it was within reach this week i don't think so especially if you have taylor have a crazy day if he just runs it'll be over if he runs for 100 yards and scores a touchdown that's a good day i'll take that that's what i'm saying like i think it'll be over i have co no cousins no Thielen. my quarterbacks are not in great spots though it's You're either huntley or russ against Detroit. Do I play Russ after what he did last week? Nyeh. Oh, here comes the, the final music. I guess we've gone over our time. What are you talking about? I always forget to turn the music off. It's preset? What? It's preset? Well, it's just, it sits there and it's, uh, it's not, it's not like preset, but... It sits at a certain time, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Which lets me know that we've gone over our average time for this show. Typically I turn that off so I don't hear it, but this time it's like, you know, what they say, get the hook on stage and. You are butchering all of the sayings. I'm butchering the sayings. <laughs> you do still need a nap. I need my nap. Anyway. Anyway. Well, good luck. You too, babe. In your babe. fantasy matchup. You too. At least one of us will get some money this season. We're still getting our run for the final game being and we won't together be in the same division next year thank god for that yeah so i may have although i beat you early and then you crushed me in that following game right yeah we split one and one i don't know happy new year happy new year happy football sunday <laughs> <laughs> There it is. We can't end the show until I hear that. Oh, sorry. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Happy New Year. Uh, stay safe. Stay safe and healthy. And uh, we'll be back next week with the final final regular season pick'em show. We'll do a different playoff pick'em show. Okay. It'll be shorter because there will be less games available. Okay. Uh, but it'll be fun. We'll figure still. it out. We'll figure it out. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you to everyone who took the time to listen to the episode. I still believe that word of mouth is the best way to help, so if you enjoyed it, please tell somebody. But liking, subscribing, and sharing go a long way, too. This show is an extension of thescheiss.com, and you can contact me at info at or at scheisspodcast on Twitter. And until next time, be well, stay safe, and go Bills. <laughs> <laughs>